A nesek is a bald patch on one's head or his beard, and this is one of the three categories of nega that can appear on a person's skin. As we have learnt, one of the two features that would consider such a nega to be tsaraas is if two golden-like hairs develop inside of that nega, just like two white hairs that grow inside of a nega on normal skin consider that nega to be tsara'as, so too two golden hairs that are inside of a nesek would make that nesek into tsara'as. On the other hand, if two black hairs are inside of such a nega, or really any two normal hairs that are not golden in colour, if that develops inside of the bald patch, then that would be actually a reason that the nega would be pure. Not only that, but the Mishnah says that if somebody had a bull patch on his head or his beard, and there were two golden hairs inside of it, Tomei, he would become Tomei, he is considered to be a Mitzayra, and if then, after that, two black regular hairs grow inside of that nega. so now there is on the one hand a reason for the nega to be Tzara'as, on the other hand there's a reason for the nega not to be Tzara'as, in such a case, Tohar, the person, would be pure, it would not be considered Tzara'as, because any time that there are two black hairs inside of the bull patch, that is a reason in, of, in and of itself for the nega not to be considered Tzara'as. Not only that, but even if Afal Pisha Holach Shachar, even if after that the two black hairs disappear, and there remains a nega with two golden hairs inside of it, even then Tohar, the nega would remain pure. This is learned from the Pasuk that says that in such a scenario that there are two black hairs, Toharhu, the nega is pure, and the implication of the Pasuk is that the nega almost receives a status of being pure that would last even if the two black hairs disappear later on. Now, according to this opinion of the Mishnah, the Tanakama, this is only true with regards to the feature that already existed at the time that the black hairs were there, and the black hairs are a reason for the nega to be pure, and for the other feature in that nega, the golden hairs, to, so to speak, lose their power of making the nega tome even later on. Rabbi Shimon Yehuda, I mean Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Shimon, he takes it a step further. Kol nesek achas, any nesek, a bald patch, that had this positive reason for it to become pure, even if it only existed for a moment, these two black hairs developed and made the nesek tohar, enlo tumala oilam, that bald patch is never going to become tome as tzaras again. Even if a different feature develops, for example, the Nesek spreads, it expands in size. Or if two other golden hairs develop. These are features that didn't exist at the time that the two black hairs were there. Nevertheless, the entire Nesek, according to Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, has received the status of being pure, and that status is not removed at all, even once the two black hairs go away. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon himself, and it appears this is a different version of Rabbi Shimon's opinion, he is in the middle of between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda. According to Rabbi Shimon, if it was the feature of two golden hairs that were there when the Nesek became pure for a moment, when the two black hairs actually did exist, that Nesek cannot become Tomei based on golden hairs ever again. Even if it's two other hairs that become that colour, and those specific hairs were not like that at the time that the two black hairs developed in the Nega, nevertheless, since it's the same feature, so the Nesek would not become Tomei. However, if the Nesek were to spread afterwards, if it were to become larger and expand in its size, since that is a different feature that would that generally makes the nega tsara'as, 
With regards to that feature, the nega has not received any status of being pure, and indeed that nega would become Tome as Tsaras if it expands in size after the two black hairs disappear. Mr. Tess, we have learnt with regards to a nega that appears on a person's normal skin that if after the person has become a Matsura, based on such a nega, even if the nega hasn't been confirmed as definite Tsaras, but at least the person has been told to be by himself for a week, and he is Tomei, he's impure. If that nega then spreads across his entire body, instead of the spreading of the nega being a reason for the person to become Tomei, this would actually be a reason for him to become pure. The Mishnah shows that the same applies to a Nesek, Mishoi by Nesek Kagris. If somebody had a bald patch on his head or his beard which was at least the size of a bean, the minimum size that it needs to be for it to be tsara'as, and he'd already been to a coin for an examination, that, that means that he was a Matsura, Venitak Koroishoi, and then his entire head became bulb, or his entire beard, Tohar, his nega would become pure, and he would now be able to go through the purification process if he had been confirmed as a definite Matsura, or if he was only waiting for another examination, then he would be fully pure. There is one difference between this and when a regular nega on normal skin spreads across the whole body, and that is that in this case, even if the nega has already been there for two weeks and the person has gone back to a koyen at the end of the two weeks and no features had developed and therefore the koyen declared that his nega was pure, if after that the nega spread across his entire head or beard, he became fully bald, even then he would not become Tomei, whereas with regards to a nega that is on normal skin, if the person is now considered to be pure and then it spreads across the whole skin, that would actually be a reason for him to be Tomei. But other than that small difference, the law is pretty much the same. Continues the Mishnah, The hair on one's head and the hair on his beard are not necessary for each other meaning we consider them to be like two distinct parts of the body, so much so that it's almost considered to be like two different kinds of negoim. And so if the bull patch that was on a person's head spreads to his entire head, but the hair on his beard still remains, that is still a reason for the person to become pure. And the same would apply the opposite way around. Give Rabbi Yehuda, that is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon, I'm Rabbi Shimon says, the hair on one's beard and on one's head are considered to be vital for each other meaning the Nesek would need to spread across all of the hair on the head and the beard for the person to become pure. And Rabbi Shimon explains, I'm Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, Vidinhu, this is logical and can be proven via an argument of all the more so, as follows, Moim araponim arabosar, if with regards to the skin which is on one's face and the skin which is in the rest of the person's body, there is something else that is separating between the skin of the face and the skin of the rest of the body, namely one's hair. And yet the law is that if there is a nega on a person's normal skin and in order for it to become pure because of spreading across the whole body, it needs to spread not only across his whole body but also across the skin of his face. So we see that even though there is something separating the skin of the face and the rest of the skin, and the reason why it's considered to be a separation is because a regular nega cannot be on a person's beard or hair. So there's a part of the body that is not fit for that type of nega that separates in between the two. And yet, the skin of the rest of the body and of the face are considered to be vital for each other. If it doesn't spread to all of the skin, both on the face and on the rest of the body 
then it's not considered to have spread everywhere. The person will not become pure. So, a person's head and his beard, where there is nothing separating those two parts of the body, is it not all the more so that they should be considered vital for each other? And if it doesn't spread to all of the beard or to all of the head, in a case where it began with beard, so it should not become pure. Alright, the Mishnah continues with discussing the extent of how the beard or the head are considered to be distinct or like one. The hair on one's head and on one's beard, if a nesek develops there, they do not combine with each other to make up the minimum size of a nesek. There must be the minimum size on either the the beard or the head, since it's learned from Pesukim that these are considered to be like two distinct separate nagoyim. Likewise, for the same reason, that in Pesimizelose, a negad does not spread from one to the other. If a negad develops on the edge of one's beard, and later on it spreads and expands into the area of the head, that is not a reason for it to become Tomei. Asks the Mishnah, Ezu Zokon, what exactly is considered to be the beard? Where does it begin? On the person's head. From the upper part of one's jaw that sticks out slightly. That's in line roughly with the bottom of one's ear. Ad Pikoshel Gargeres until the point at the top of one's windpipe that also bulges out slightly from the neck. All of that area is considered to be part of the beard, and the hair above that is considered to be part of the head. It's important to note that a nesek, a bull patch that develops elsewhere in a person's body, even where hair develops, is not halakhically considered to be a nesek. And a nesek only applies to the hair on one's head or beard. A nesek is unlike any other nega in that it doesn't require a discoloration and the bull patch itself, that is the nega. And this is only true if it is a patch of baldness. However, if the person's beard or head becomes totally bald, he loses a very significant amount of hair, this is not considered to be a nesek. And so much so that a regular nega which develops there would be considered a regular nega of normal skin that can become tommy as tsara'as. Although in general, if a nega develops on one's head or beard, it would not be considered a nega. And the only type of nega that can be on a person's beard or head is a nesek, a bald patch. Nevertheless, if a person's hair all fell out, then it would be considered like the rest of his skin, and a normal nega would now be applicable. Now, the Torah talks about two different kinds, two different ways that a person's hair can all fall out of his head. One is karachas, which is when the hair on the back half of one's head all falls out, and gabachas is when the hair on the front half of one's head falls out. There isn't a need for all of the hair across the whole head to fall out in order for this to apply. Hagorachas v'hagabachas mitameis b'shnei shavuos. Karachas and gabachas, a nega that appears over there would become Tommy for two weeks. That means that even without any feature that confirms it as being definite Sarah's, the Kohen would tell the person to be by himself for a week at a time and to return for an examination at the end of that week. Now, although a regular nega that appears on normal skin would become Tommy as Tsara'as with one of three different features, 
One of those features is two white hairs developing, and obviously that is not relevant in this case, because we're talking about a person whose hair fell out entirely, and therefore the mission says, Bishnesim on him, there are only two features that would make such a negatomias saras, Bamichya, if a patch of healthy skin exists in the middle of that nega, over pisyain, or if it spreads, and since the person's hair all fall out, fell out, we consider the area of the head and the beard to be like the rest of the skin, so it can spread to other parts of the skin, the neck, for example, and that would be a reason for the person to become tome, that would be tsaras. It must be that the person's hair has fallen out permanently, and the Mishnah gives an example, Ezi karachas, what is an example of somebody whose head would now be fit to be considered Korachas? Korachas is the example where the back half of his head becomes bald, and the same would apply to the front half. Ochal Neshem or Soch Neshem. If the person ate Neshem or they rubbed Neshem on their body, this causes the person's hair to fall out. Makosha Inurulagal Seyar or if the person was injured in a way that the area of that body that has now been scarred is not able to redevelop and regrow hair. Since the hair has disappeared permanently, it is now viewed that part of the body, the head, is considered to be like the rest of the body. Ezei Karachas, which part of the head is considered to be Karachas when the hair falls out of there? Mina from the centre, the middle of one's head at the top, sloping backwards, al pikoshal tzavar, until the part of one's neck that sticks out slightly, sort of the bottom of one's head at the back, and ezohi gabachas, what would be considered the gabachas, where the hair falls out of the front half of the person's head, min kodkoyut from the middle of the person's head at the top, and sloping forwards, Ad connected Sarah Milamalon until the where the hair is supposed to end at the front, essentially from the until the hairline. All of the hair in that area of the head would need to fall out for this to apply. A nega in the korachas, which is the back half, which has become bald, and in the gabachas, which is the front half, which has become bald, do not combine with each other if they to make up the minimum size. This is learned from the Pesukim that the Torah seems to separate these two areas into two. One is considered to be korachas, one is gabachas, and they are considered to be two distinct areas of the body. And for the same reason, if the nega spreads from one half to the other... That is not a reason for it to become Tome, because once again, it's considered to be like two separate Nagoyim and not the same one that has spread. However, Yehuda argues, Yehuda says, If there is any hair in between the Korachas and the Gabachas, then it's true that Elmit's Torifos, they would not combine to make up the minimum size. However, if not, if there is no hair separating the two, then we view the person as being totally bald, and there's no reason to separate the two halves of the head from each other, and therefore how Elamitstorophos they would combine together to make up the minimum size that a nega needs to be. And in addition, if the nega spreads from one half to the other, that would be a feature that would deem the nega to be tsaras. Pretty much all of the Mishnayas until now in the Masechta have talked about Nagoim which appear on a person's body. This parak, this chapter, discusses the laws of Tsara'as on a person's clothes, and the two Prokim after that talk about Tsara'as on a person's house. And the Mishnah introduces Kolab Godim, any clothes, Mitamim Ban Goim, can become Tomei with Nagoim. 
Now, that doesn't mean that regardless of what they are made out of, they can become Tomei, because the Torah says that only if they are made out of wool, linen, or leather are they able to become Tomei with Tzara'as. What the Mishnah means is that it doesn't matter who owns the clothes, Chutzmah shall goyim, except for if they are owned by a non-Jew, they are able to become Tomei, whether it's owned by a man, woman, children. As long as the owner is Jewish, the clothes which develop such a nega would become Tomei. And this is similar to a nega that appears on a person's skin, that only if the person is Jewish would he become Tomei, it's considered Sara'as. However, the Mishnah points out a difference between the two. With regards to a nega on a person's skin, we have learnt that if a nega develops on a non-Jew's body and he then converts, that nega is considered to be pure even once the person is Jewish. On the other hand, Halikeach begodim in Hagoyim, one who buys a item of clothing from a non-Jew, Yeroba Techila, they should be viewed from the beginning, even though there was a nega beforehand on the clothes. We view it as if the nega has just developed and the purse and the, the clothes can become tome according to the regular laws of Nagoim from this point onwards. And the reason for this difference is because since over here it's dependent not on the clothes themselves, like with regards to a nega on a person's skin, it's dependent on the person himself. Here, it's dependent on an external factor, who owns the item of clothing. So even though a non-Jew owned it, that is not enough to totally remove the possibility of that item of clothing becoming Tomei with Nagoim. As soon as that external factor is removed, and a Jew now owns the item of clothing, it would be able to become Tomei with Tzara'as. The Mishnah continues, although the Torah says that a leather item of clothing can become Tomei, the Oyeris Hayom, if it is leather that comes from the skin of a sea creature, then it cannot become Tomei with Nagoim, with Tzara'as. Just like the other two materials, wool and linen, only come from land animals, so too leather would only become Tomei if it came from a land animal. However, if a person attaches to that piece of material that came from the skin of a sea creature, he attaches leather that came from a animal on earth, on dry land, even if it's only a thread or a small rope of the leather that comes from a land animal, and that in and of itself is too small for it to be to, to become Tommy with a nega. Nevertheless, since part of the garment overall is now made of a material that can become Tommy with Tzara'as, as long as Dovar Shum Kabul Tumor, which we are going to translate to mean that as long as it is attached to the extent that if two items of clothing that are able to become Tomei are attached to each other, it is considered to be a halachic connection that would cause them to be able to become Tomei and make up the minimum size together, then Tomei, all of this item of clothing would become Tomei. And the Mishnah means that it must be that there are at least two stitches attaching the two so that it would be considered attached properly and you consider it all like one item of clothing.